0: Thanks for tuning in to What Is The Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question, what's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What Is The Point? Well, hello, and welcome to
1: another episode of What is the Point? My name is Jordan Deese, and I am joined, as always, by my incredible co hosts, Heather Harmas. Yes.
2: What's up, guys?
0: <laughs> and John Mark. Hello, everybody. Jordan, you're
1: coming in hot. Man. I know. Like I'm it. excited. I like it. I'm ready to go.
2: <laughs> Energy's high. It is hot in this room. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: ever since we were little, we have been deeply impacted by stories. Like, uh, you can think through stories like the little red riding hood. Can, <laughs> you can picture is that her in your red? head. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. The
2: little red, right? Okay. Well, little red riding hood. Oh, okay.
1: Mary had a little lamb. It's a song. Mm. That's good. It's still a story, though. Okay. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You can picture it in your head. I'm, I'm tracking. Well, let's go biblical. You can picture Jonah in the whale. Mm. Ooh, yeah. 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 Still
2: hard to wrap my mind around that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's weird is how story can not only stick with us, but make an impact. Now, I don't remember if, I don't know if you guys remember this, Mm -hmm. but just by this hashtag, you should be able to know. Everybody, everybody that grew up around the same time knows this hashtag that was spread around Facebook in the year 2012. Hmm. Coney 2012.
0: Oh, my. uh, Everybody
1: was deeply impacted by that story for a solid three days. Yeah, I had had a bracelet. I was so impacted, I bought a bracelet. I don't think we ever caught him. I, I sometimes like... Go back and I'm like, hey, did we ever catch Kony? Because everybody fa- got really passionate about it. Yeah, that's so true. It was like the first internet like blow up. We are all angry about this one thing. Like yes. the first
2: hashtag ever. Yeah, and now everybody's
1: <laughs> angry about everything all the time. But really? that was the first one. Wow. <laughs> you can look back to Kony 2012 that's good. and r- remember what? Did you share it? Did you guys share it? Uh, no, I, I I supported.
0: I I bought a bracelet. We, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Kony stood for, but I knew I was against no. it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I said I supported it. I supported being against
1: guy. Oh, my God. Okay, I supported being against the guy. Okay, good. I was thinking that you gave to Kony's campaign for a second, and no, I was no, no. like,
0: no, no. Opposite. We yeah, were yeah, against, yeah. we were on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sold bracelets so that you would give, basically. Kony bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Kony. Kony bad. Also, for, uh, around stories, something else that I found out was bad that just got confirmed with you two is that uh, it's, like, no longer cool to watch Facebook
2: stories. It never was. Never. It was you should never, never cool.
1: you should never, ever watch Facebook stories. If
0: you are, you might as well apply for social security now because you are basically old enough to retire. I feel like people put the same thing on Instagram as on Facebook because sometimes I'll watch through people's Facebook stories and then I'll hop on Instagram and be like, ah, oh, it's the same stuff. Disgusting. Mm.
2: John still not? posts
0: on MySpace. Is it not? <laughs> no. Like a I, psychopath.
2: I, you're the first person truly that I know that watches that's
1: not stories. That, that is the first person yes. that I know that's under the age of like 40.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh. I I don't get a lot of um, you're an old soul. Social media faux I folk Yeah, we're close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're
2: not you're not doing yourself any justice here. Right. What is that? Here, here's word? the deal. There's a couple stories matter.
0: couple forks in the road. Glad we all made it back to camp. Okay, let's get back. What are we talking about? We're talking about owning
1: your story. Own it, baby. Because your story <laughs> will actually make an impact on other people's stories. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? I love. Yeah. That. So <laughs> as we think about how stories make an impact on our lives. I know that there are people out there that think like, yeah, that's great that some people's stories make an impact on others. Mm -hmm. But my story is not really that important. Like, uh, it's pretty average if you would ask me. So out of all the stories in the world, why, tell the listeners, why does their story matter? Why does your story matter? It can't be wrong. (laughs)
0: Like, your story can't be wrong. Your story is your story. Yeah. So I I think... uh, there's a lot of people that I've talked to that are afraid to talk about God. They're afraid to talk about faith. They're afraid to talk about church because they don't have all the answers. Right. Mm. And they think that they're going to be wrong. Um, Your story is literally about you being human. So, (laughs) you know, you know as much about it as everybody else. And so um, you're at a level playing field and your story is your story. You're the expert at it. So um, you can always share your story with a lot of confidence.
2: Yeah, that's good. I echo that. And I think also more than like God gave you your own story, he also gave you your own set of skills and characteristics and people in your life that nobody else has to tell that story. And so like I would echo what John says, but also like, you are the only person who can tell that story and God gave it to you specifically and intentionally. And also, I I read this book and I recommend this to anybody who has ever had or felt like I can't tell my story because it's too boring or because it's too scandalous. Um, And I've always, uh, well, I I won't say always, but when I first became a Christ follower, I did not want to share my story with Mm. anyone, not with the closest people in my life because I'm like too big it's too big of a story for God. Cause I'm Heather and I'm, you know, my story is too big for God. Um, but I also know people, one of the closest people in my life who's like, my story is super boring, (laughs) like too small for God. Mm -hmm. Like that's not going to convince anybody. I've lived a pretty great life. Um, and so this book called nothing wasted, um, she has a pretty scandalous story and she talks about the importance of stories. Um, And she says something that you kind of said at the beginning, you were kind of half joking, but it's so true. Like we as humans, we crave stories. We're obsessed with stories. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, like our lives kind of revolve around stories and they have for years and years and years. It's not even just like our lullabies when we were kids. But I mean, if you think back from a really long time ago to when stories were just print to then it was telegraph and telephone and then computers. And now we hold stories in the palm of our hand and like, we are, we obsess over them, right? We, when we get in a group of people, we tell stories yes, about our life or absolutely. about our week or about our day. We're, we're just obsessed with it. So it only makes sense. And this is what she says in the book. This is not my thought. So before you give me credit, it, it's, it's in her book, but she says, I
1: would give you credit. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. That it
2: only makes sense that Jesus would give us each our own story, right? Because we obsess over them. So he knew what we all know to be true. And that's stories connect us to parts of us that are universal, Right. Like the parts of us that are universal are our ability to hurt, our ability to love, our ability to fear or our never ending search for meaning or purpose or, you know, what is life? Like that's a universal feeling, right? So God, who is Mm -hmm. the ultimate, Mm -hmm. who is the master storyteller, he created us to crave story and then gave us each our own story to connect us to his story. It's really good. It's so good. And it's again, it's not my thought. I wish it were. But he tells us his story by first engaging in ours. And so I might be going too deep too soon here, but when we are unwilling to, one, allow God into that story um, and to allow God to use us through our story, then, man, how many people miss out, right? Like, and for me specifically, there were certain parts of, of my story, which I know we'll probably touch on later that I was just like, well, I'll share any part, but this, like I can mm, still share yep. the, like Jesus was the redeemer, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. grace, you know, saved yep. by grace yep. through yep. faith. And I, I'll share that part. Cause everybody can get on board with that, but these parts I'll keep to myself. And what was happening was there's so many people who needed that part of my story that weren't getting it from me. And not that I'm the only person in the world that they could get that from, but there are people close to me who I was already meeting with, already talking to, already had the, the personal relationship with, but I was just too prideful and, and and thought about myself too much to want to share that part with them. And man, how selfish is that?
0: Yeah. It's not full surrender. It's just, I want to hold on to a couple, yeah, just couple a little parts. Bit. I echo that echo
1: pro pro tip for the quote, Heather. The first time you say it, you can give somebody else credit. The second time, it's all yours. It's Absolutely. all yours. Don't even worry
2: about
0: the Absolutely. credit. I might preach
2: a sermon on this. So I-, <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> Take it.
0: It's mine now. I know you will. I And, will. and I can relate because I, I think I felt the opposite where I'm like, oh, my story's too boring. Yeah. Yeah. And I always grew up thinking that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I have a boring story. I need to do some more stuff. Uh, bad stuff, you know.
1: Um, <laughs> if you don't sin a little, Jesus died for nothing.
0: That's a good quote that I've. <laughs> <So true>. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very theologically sound. <laughs> But That's awful! You all didn't hear that. It's pretty I funny. I audibly gasped. <laughs> you all did not hear that. Okay, hold on. I, I now
1: I know that that Martz probably doesn't have this because he looks at Facebook stories, but
0: everybody knows TikTok, right? Absolutely. You, you've seen
1: TikToks, Mark? Yeah. You
0: know what the kids are doing these days. I do not have one. Um, I have sometimes TikToks will show up on my Facebook scroll. Yeah. Oh, wow. You are old. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what amazes me about TikTok. Is
1: that people will take like sound bites or video clips and yeah. or dances and they'll they'll make their own version of it. So they'll be the ones dancing or they'll be the ones that take the sound bite. And it's like one of the things that everybody copies. It creates camaraderie and community, but it has like a deeper underlying issue sometimes. For that, I think for a, an entire generation is that we live in a world where it's becoming more common to copy somebody else for clout. Mm. Like it, it's never been easier to mm. see somebody else's story and mm. try to to copy it myself. And we see that happening oh, yeah. in all sorts of social media, even TikTok right now. That's just the example. Yeah, yeah. The problem uh, that we kind of face with our lives is that no matter how much you practice or how much you try or how much stuff you buy or mm. how much weight you lose, anything, you can't copy somebody else's story. Mm. And the good thing is that nobody else can copy yours. So God has kind of designed your world and your story to be unique, original, and creative. So, Ask a question like, "Why does your story matter?" Because it's the only one that exists, and it's the only one that mm. can be written with the time that you have in your life. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that's important: is that it's yours, and it's it's unique, and you're the only one that can do anything with it. I just want to say,
0: you guys are inspiring me. <laughs> I'm 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 not kidding. I'm like very encouraged already. You guys both just went so hard. I gave at the beginning, and I love
2: all it. the good thoughts I had. Questions. I had <laughs> so much energy.
0: The rest of this podcast will be crap. But <laughs> I'm just but I kidding. I had some good points up. Front. I'm just kidding. Yeah, give them the goods up front. That was great.
1: Yeah. Go. So Heather wow. kind of hit on some of the aspects of sharing some of the more difficult parts of your story. So all of us have parts in our lives uh, that we wish we could take it back. We have some regrets. We have some things that were painful. How do you kind of turn those, those painful moments? How do you redeem those moments? How do you share those in your story? The things that, that were painful or that you're, you're not really proud of.
2: Yeah. Uh, we touched on this last week a little bit, uh, when we said that as humans, we sometimes have a tendency to value the opinions of other people Uh, more than we do God's truth. Um, And in my story personally, that was, I mean, that was the underlying, that was the root of it. It was just, well, if I shared this part of my story, yes, there's redemption in there and I have seen and experienced it, but this person is going to judge me or think differently of me. And man, like what a twisted mindset that is. So I think like your, your question is like, how do we redeem those parts of our stories? Mm -hmm. I would just say like, stop trying to make yourself the hero of the story. (laughs) Like it, it is your story. Yes. But like, you're not the main character. Like you're, you're not, you're not the hero. And I've heard it said like, you are not the message. You are just the voice. Um, and that's been an encouragement to me because it is so personal to share parts of our lives, especially before we were Christ followers. Right. Because apart from Christ, those things made sense at the time, but now you have this new perspective and you've experienced this freedom and it's easy to look back in hindsight and think, why would I have ever sought this freedom from anything else other than Jesus, right? And we like hold our BC selves to the standard that we have now and we don't allow God to redeem those parts of our stories because we just try to own it and and take control. And I saw something the other day that said, you never had control, what you had was anxiety. And (laughs) I was like- facts like a lot of it a lot of it did you say that i said on facebook out loud okay quoted myself it was actually on linkedin john (laughs) um but yeah and and you know john to to your point earlier of where you say you feel you know kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum of me of where i feel that that my story might be too big or too scandalous and you feel that yours might be too boring i mean those are those are different stories but they're rooted in the same heart of a prideful one, a prideful heart. Yeah. And and what happens there is, is Satan is using the same lie to both of us that we're not good enough, wow. that we're not worth it, that we can't be used. And this was a life-changing perspective for me. I, we are belittling the sacrifice of Jesus when we pretend that our story is too big or too small or fill in the blank. Like you're belittling the sacrifice of Jesus. I mean, and that seems, you know, like a, a grand big statement, but it is. I mean, yeah. that's the you should feel the gravity of that. Mm-hmm. And for so long I just didn't, you know, because I was the hero. I was the main character. It was what is this person going to think about me? And and when you approach your story of like, well, I hope at the end of this this person still likes me, you're missing the point. Don't even share your story. Like at the end of it, your thought process should be, man, I hope that person has a clearer view of Jesus. Like I hope that person leaves feeling encouraged that no matter what their story, no matter what their past, no matter what their whatever, that there is redemption, there is grace, there is freedom in Christ, regardless of how they feel about me.
0: That, I think all oh, that is so good. And sometimes we'll say BC, and that means before Christ, yeah. just so you know. that That's kind of like, hey, before we got saved, these were some of the things that we did, not trying to glorify it, just right. to say been there. Some of the things we did. Yeah, absolutely. And these are some of the ways that we look to fill that gap, that void that was in our life. And, um, you know, we don't think that's weird. Like we, all of us did some creative things to fill that gap. (laughs) And, um, we understand that's a very human approach. Um, but even for just how to communicate that, how to talk through that, I think one of the things that I've done before, and this is just a real counseling technique, is like, man, take yourself out of that person you were. Because mm. now that you're saved, you are a new creation in Christ. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that old creation, you can talk about that old creation. That old <laughs> creation sucked. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, That old creation did some dumb things. Yeah. That old creation messed up. That old creation hurt some people. Mm-hmm. They did. And, and you can own it as like, yeah, that. Like 2012, John Martz was not awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be completely honest. 2012, John Martz, um, he really hurt some people. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, God saved me. Like mm-hmm. thankfully, um, and not saying I'm perfect now, mm-hmm. um, but I am a new creation in Christ and I never want to be that person again.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody's so. the exception to this. Nobody has gone too far. Nobody's yeah. experienced too much yeah. where it's not redeemable. So uh, I came across the story of this Jer- or this Jewish psychiatrist, name was Victor Frankel. You guys ever heard of him? Mm-mm. So Victor Frankel, uh, Jewish psych- uh, psychiatrist during the Holocaust. Mm. So him, his entire family, his wife taken to Auschwitz, which is the worst of the prison camps, mm-hmm. and forced to to work uh, in unimaginable circumstances. His wife ends up dying. Almost his entire mm. family ends up dying. And in The midst of all of the pain, the suffering that he goes through, he realizes that he has the ability to, even in the the most inhumane circumstances, maybe the most inhuman thing that's ever happened to people ever, the most painful suffering that's happened to humans, realize that I have the ability to choose how I see the situation. Yeah. And he has a quote, after he gets out of it, he writes a book that becomes a a bestseller, sold millions and millions of copies over the years, where it says this, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Mm. If anybody has a story that's so painful that can't be redeemed for a purpose, it's this dude, Mm because he went through the ringer. None of us have the ability to say, that thing that I went through, just scrap it. Mm-hmm. Everything that you've gone through, whether it doesn't mean it was like God's purpose for you to go through that stuff. Sometimes we just make dumb choices, mm-hmm. but it all can be redeemed for a purpose mm-hmm. because you can always look back at that story and say, "I went through some stuff there, mm-hmm. but there are there are other people going through the same stuff that I can." be a guide along the journey for them. This is how I got through it. This is how the pain and the suffering that I went through can be redeemed to help other people yeah. on the journey. Yeah. And then that begins to build your story like nobody else's because it's it's yours and it's unique. And you've gone through things that nobody else has gone through mm-hmm. to be able to bring people along that have gone through the same thing you have.
2: That's good. I, I, and I want to say to that too, I, so far we've said, like, we've made choices that were done. We've done things that were bad. Sometimes there's parts of our story and parts of our past that we didn't choose. Yeah. They were chosen for us right. or done to us. And like, we don't want to diminish that at all. Right. Um, we know that, that there's parts of your story that you may have not chosen that happened to you. And- but I, I want to encourage you that there is still redemption there. Like God can still use that. And, and if that takes you time, we understand that too. But I just want to encourage you that every single part of your story can be used. It, it, it can.
0: So good. And, and now that we've nailed down that your story is so important. It's yep. the only one. Yep. Like it's, it's going to be helpful for those around you. Um, how can you share that in a yeah. way um, that's going to impact those around you, and kind of invite them to be a part of it too. Yeah. So for me, I, I kind of frame it uh, along
1: five different things. So I, I'll kind of give you the my version of what it like the five like, themes that I went through, mm-hmm. and then I can walk through my story if that would be helpful. And yeah. I think it might be helpful for all of us to be able to hear what it what it sounds like to articulate it. So yeah. the way I kind of think through sharing uh, my story is you talk about your past. So you talk about the the things that, that you've kind of gone through, identify it, and what was missing in your life and not working out. And then you have a turning point. So you, you're going to point out a clear turning point in your life where, uh, where Jesus uh, came and you had an encounter with him, mm-hmm. where there was a community that surrounded you, all of that. Then you explain how your life is completely different than it was before. So I, I was making wrong decisions now after I had an experience with Jesus. Th- these are the ways that I'm moving forward in a relationship with Jesus then you give a vision to the person that you're sharing the story with about how your future is going to look like. You give a future vision for what following Jesus will look like in your life. And then you share an invitation. So I think of it as past turning point, present future invite. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I'm sharing my story, it would start out, I grew up in church. I was the son of a pastor. So I knew a lot of information, but I didn't really have a lot of inspiration Mm -hmm. when it came to Jesus and faith. Uh, God was always a good thing to have in my back pocket but my life as i knew it operated around sports friends and having fun like i, I like to say that i live my life according to more principles of of Jesus than Jesus i uh, big kanye fan just wanted to throw God that one in there i redeemed his
2: story he's kind of going And now it right yeah now. <laughs> yeah
1: now me and kanye same path here we go You got to have humor in your story that's a yeah, 6 you have to have humor So Uh, I had an encounter with Jesus in high school at a summer camp, and it kind of gave me a sense of direction uh, and purpose that I didn't know was possible. God was no longer a a card that I needed to keep in my back pocket, but he was a savior that took me off a a terrible path and gave me hope and a future. Mm -hmm. And ever since that summer, I've been on a a journey of following Jesus. It feels like sometimes there's two steps forward, one step back. It's not always Mm -hmm. up and to the right. But uh, the more I surround myself with great relationships, the more I read scripture, the more I find myself in prayer. I think God gives me a clear understanding of, of who he's created me to be and how my life can make an impact on other people's. So where I'm going in the future is every. I feel like every person wants to feel like their life has a purpose. Yet mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that kind of wander through life without clarity, without direction. And as we've seen this year, because life is – unpredictable, the world around us can be kind of crafted for distraction. A life that is has a clear direction in our day to day, it sometimes seems like more of a fantasy than it is a necessity. Hmm. So I, I'm a person I like to help people discover and live out their God given purpose. That's what God Jesus has done for me and I want to be able to do that for other people. I do this because like I fundamentally believe that to get to the destination you want, you have to have a path that's clear. So if if you're a person that Constantly, you're looking for something you can't quite grasp, or feel like life gets cloudy at times. I think it might be God's way of trying to get your attention. So maybe God orchestrated a moment for me and you to cross paths, so you can get some clarity of what your life looks like going forward. And, and then I would ask a question like, "Would you want to talk about like more about what that looks like?" Mm-hmm. So you walk through the entire thing. You walk through past to what your future is. Invite them to be a part of the journey, That's good. and then allow them to have. A conversation. You you get to hear the whole thing, very short, very succinct, <laughs> and they get to say, "Oh, like I can connect with some part of that story." So, Heather, what was what's your story? Yeah. How do you articulate it, and how does it help other people?
2: Yeah, that's good. Um, similar to you in that I grew up knowing God in my head, not necessarily in my heart. Um, was not a personal relationship. Um, I I went to church. I brought my Game Boy. Uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> my friends would legitimately bring their Game Boy when they couldn't pass levels on Mario, and and give it to me at church, and I would Stop. and I would play it. Dude, I was a gamer, bro. Should've I'm the charged. best at Mario. <laughs> uh, But yeah, so I mean, I knew God was real. I believed God to be real. I just there was no personal relationship or application in my life, and you know that served me just fine for the first. You know, honestly, through high school, because there were still I was at home and I'm still at home, Uh, but there was people making decisions (laughs) for me. Uh, But once I got into college, though, I was, you know, making decisions from a broken and honestly hardened heart um who didn't know my worth and i honestly now i know that it was a void like that's the best way to explain it and i sought to fill that void through all the wrong things and uh specifically alcohol and partying and sexual sin and attention from guys and that was a huge portion of my college career and and honestly you know after just years of repeating this nasty cycle and coming back with just a larger void i finally realized that I meant this isn't working. Like I have to change uh some things and so I honestly, I stumbled into the point on a Tuesday night and I was able to, to meet a community of people who maybe not the exact same story as me, but also had stories that they're like, listen, like I get it. Yeah. You know, I came in here feeling the same void that, that you felt. And, um, that's when I finally made the decision to, to follow Jesus. When I realized that it's not a behavior modification, it's a heart transformation. Yep. Um, that was the first time that I really experienced that and, And now what that looks like every day is I'm able to work and live from a place where I know that there is nothing that I could ever do or not do to earn God's grace or his love or experience the true freedom. That is, you know, being a Christ follower, um, not through his sacrifice, death and resurrection alone. Um, And what's even in more than that and you know tying that into our stories is i get the privilege to sit across the table from girls with similar stories um and i just get to walk them through that and you know even the parts that i wouldn't necessarily want to share with them. And I'm not going to lie and say that, you know, I could just stand on downtown street corner with the microphone, like those crazy people and, and shout these parts of my stories. Like it's still not always like the most natural thing to do, but when I get to sit across from the table uh, uh, at the table from a girl with a similar story, um, and say, listen, if God can use me, if he can forgive me and love me and use those parts of my stories, I promise you that he can do the same for you. And, and like you said, just inviting them through that. And, you know, I'd love to, to walk through that with you. I I know that, that your path and your journey and your timeline won't be the same as mine, but what I do know is that I've probably experienced every emotion that you're going to feel through it. And I, I, would love to walk through that with you.
0: That's so good. I, I love the conviction uh, because it's your story yeah like you, you own it because you're like oh my gosh i was there yeah. i remember it mm-hmm. i remember the feeling i felt when i was there yeah percent. Like, i just uh and it exudes out of you and i love and i love too that you're not like and then i found north point north point saved me
2: <laughs> no and it's
0: like no church saved you right. like no yeah. person saved you like yeah. god saved you yeah and and you can either uh, it, it's very obvious god got a hold of your heart and it changed in a big way yeah Uh, I want to make a point
2: that you said conviction – there's a difference between conviction and guilt too, because sure. like, don't yep. get me wrong. There've been so many times where like guilt was what was leading and mm-hmm. guilt was what yep. was preventing yep. me yep. from yep. sharing that story. But guilt doesn't come from God. Like conviction comes from God and we should be convicted at certain points. And so when I was letting guilt lead, that's when I was not sharing my story or I didn't feel safe to share that story. But when it was conviction of, yes, this like this is affecting me in a way of like, I know that that's not God's best for me. but conviction is what allows me to call that out and acknowledge that and say and and share with other people like there's a difference between guilt and conviction and oftentimes when I sit across from girls and and we have those conversations it's always guilt like I feel so guilty about this and I feel guilty that I made this decision or guilty that this happened to me it wasn't my decision but this happened to me and I feel guilty about that like just know that that doesn't come from God. God doesn't want you to feel guilty. He wants you to feel convicted so that you can take steps towards healing and restoration. But just check no. yourself, or or have somebody who is on the other side of that and and can say you're letting guilt lead here. Like conviction's okay, guilt is holding you back.
0: What yeah. one paralyzes, one propels. Hundred percent. So you <laughs> stop living in the paralyzation and yeah. and let that conviction not guilt and shame conviction propel you yeah. to share that story because there's freedom in that
2: 100 so i love that what about your story john no, well, it's you didn't think you were getting <laughs> off the hook did you <laughs>
0: the people want to know I, ke- I kept thinking of how many times i could uh quote you know um will smith or you know west <laughs> philadelphia born and raised <laughs> playground i spent most of my days there probably uh no it, and here's the deal at one first off <laughs> I'm used to a three-minute testimony, so I know. you want me to hit this he in cut a minute, two minutes, it's off just of not going to yeah. work, okay? Um, <laughs> it's 2020. People are like, it's less. It's yeah, yeah. Instagram less videos more now. More. Right? One minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. All right, cut this down.
2: Aren't you preparing uh, on a sermon on that right now? <laughs> oh,
0: I already did it. Oh, <laughs> thanks for watching. <laughs> it was last week. What, you know, whatever, two weeks ago. You know, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, obviously don't listen, so it's fine. <laughs> um no so so uh yeah absolutely and, and i'll uh i'll kick it off so obviously we teach it in our um in our leadership class so everybody who's a leader at our, our young adult gatherings um they've all done this so you'd think i'd be good at it and so um hopefully uh i don't bust it and, and mess up okay but uh it's my story so i can't be wrong that's right amen uh, thank you so no I, I grew up similar to probably Deese and and um, Heather it seems like grew up in church uh, but for me man it was very very real so from a young age I was very committed to God and uh, I managed to remember praying hours a night and, and I, I you think I'm you literally laugh because you think wow. I'm joking I'm literally being serious Oof. I remember just being like and 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 mine was very guilt and shame it was very mm. just like wow. I, how do I know I'm saved? I just mm-hmm. don't know if I believe it enough. Mm-hmm. How do I know? And, and I really, I, I was really ki- like convoluted in my head mm-hmm. for a long, long time. And, and then pretty much uh, things started becoming lip service, you know, Christian karaoke. I just checked off the boxes. I eventually got to a point where I'm just like, all right, do good things. Cool. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, definitely had more of a rebel mindset in high school and, and kind of leading into college. Um and really, leading up to my senior year in college, uh, I took a trip to Seattle, where there were uh, I used to be in around a lot of like-minded people. And I went to Seattle, and it's very uh, different, very mm, culturally different. different, just a skoosh, uh, where there's a lot of people who challenged my thoughts and my thinking, and it, it was. Very good for me, but even going out there, I was very resentful uh, to church. There was a church right before I had taken off to Seattle um, that was raising $10,000 for new carpet, and I was just so Ooh. mad. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, that's what's important? This is, Okay, I'm cool with Jesus, not cool with church. Hmm. I'm out with church. And I went to Seattle, and the internship I had fell through. Everything fell through. Everything sucked. It was (laughs) terrible. My sister worked nights. I was so lonely, like we talked about in the last podcast. Um, I just had nobody. And the only thing I had was this church that I could walk to on Sunday mornings. Hmm. And so I walked there on Sunday mornings, like my only interaction with people all week. Hmm. And I just remember, like, God got a hold of my heart. And he was like, "Dude, there's good here. There's good in community. There's good in in my word. And and uh, man, that really just revived me and encouraged me. I ended up coming back to school here in Springfield, and uh, honestly, that changed the course uh, of my direction for for a while. And that's I ultimately found North Point. And uh, the very first week, Jeremy was there, and uh, I remember him saying something that." i never heard in a church. It was what happens inside these four walls is not near as important as what happens outside these four walls. Mm. And that was so different from the experience I'd had in the past of a church raising $10,000 for new carpet. <laughs> and somebody saying, forget the four walls of this place. We go outside of it. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, uh, I got invited to a, um, give back event. And, uh, if you don't know what that is, it's basically like we do some service project in the community. And, uh, it was there when I decided to do that. um, That I realized I'd never done anything for anybody else. And all those things I didn't like about the church were all those things I didn't like about me. (laughs) And so it was very obvious to be like, I've never served anybody. And so, you know, it says in Matthew, those who serve, you know, you serve the least of me, you've served me. Mm. And so uh, ultimately, I, you know, I was like, man, this is something I want my life to be about. And so uh, I'm not perfect. Mm. Uh, it's not happily ever after after that. Uh, I have tons of struggles. <laughs> I struggle with selfishness every single stinking day, <laughs> um, especially once you have a kid, you realize how selfish you are. <laughs> um, but man, that that's uh, the big piece in my story. And, uh, just if I could encourage everybody, there's so much freedom, there's so much life in serving others. There's so much, uh, joy in taking the attention and and the arrows off of yourself and pointing it on some others and doing Mm -hmm. some good in this world. And, uh, and even if you have a bad experience with church, that's not every experience with church. Yeah. Okay. And, and, uh, God is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, don't
1: lose hope. Yeah. The, The thing I constantly come back to during hearing both of you tell your story is that stories continue to create transformation. It's not the story happened and the transformation happened and it's stuck there. Each time that you speak that story out into the world and people hear it, it always continues to transform people's hearts. It not only transforms the people around you, but it puts you back into that moment where, wow, Jesus actually made an impact on my life in that moment. I can, like you said earlier, I can feel that. I can feel... Even though it happened years ago, I can feel exactly what I felt in that moment just by sharing this story. And as you do that, the number of people that are impacted around you Mm -hmm. by a single story is mind blowing Mm -hmm. because somebody could hear your story marts and then they say, oh my gosh, I've experienced the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that somebody else shared this and then they'll be telling somebody the next day over coffee. Like, hey, I heard somebody to share their story. I have a similar one and they're sharing about it. It just continues to spread. Stories yeah. spread and they continue to bring transformation. Good. So it's something that's just so inspiring that mm-hmm. I can't believe that you're trying to keep your story to yourself. Yeah.
0: And I can't believe I kept mine so PG. I mean, usually <laughs> <laughs> when I start talking about the drugs and the guns. That's and, when
2: I get them. <laughs> uh, is
0: that what you were <laughs> praying for? money and the, yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild. it gets wild. So. Oh,
2: man, that's so true. But, you know... Also, when you keep those parts of your story to your – like, you suffer longer, you know? And I've experienced that personally. It was just like, well, I'm just going to keep this one tucked away because, again, I'm so prideful. And and like John, I struggle with selfishness every single day. But I was so not happy. I was so bitter. And it was like I believe that – that Jesus died on the cross for that very sin, for that very experience, but I'm just not ready yet. And the longer I held on to it, the the harder it was for me, you know, and I struggled with that mentally every single day and nobody knew, you know, and I struggled with that alone and what I'm trying to say is you just don't have to. You don't have yeah. to struggle through that alone. Yeah.
0: So Jordan, wrap us up. Remind us real quick what what formula do you kind of follow just so we can start to craft our own yeah. our own story? Like how do we do that again?
1: Yeah, so the the m- best and most practical step that you can take is just write it down. Yeah. Write down your story and start to th- formulate stuff in your head. Like, okay, this. think back of what happened. So I start with the past. So I keep it short mm-hmm. and I articulate a, a clear problem. I want somebody to understand that there was something wrong with my life pre-Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then I, there's a turning point. It's the, the moment that I said yes to Jesus. Then you talk about your present. How... Does Jesus impact my life every day? How do I continue to live life as a follower of Jesus day after day? Then the future. Where am I going? How can I invite people along in the process of where I'm going? And then the, the third or the last thing, the fifth thing is invite. Yeah. So I want to be able to have a clear invitation after I share my story to involve them in my story. So what the, it's it's the most practical thing you can do after listening to something like this. It's it's easy to to walk away and say like their stories are great. I have my own story. And if it ever comes up someday, yeah. you know what? I'll wing it on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. that's It's great, but what's better and what's probably more helpful is for you to sit down and say, okay, what are the things that I, that I know are a part of me? How has Jesus shaped and transformed my life? Mm-hmm. How can I write those down? And how can I look for opportunities mm-hmm. and not let opportunities yeah. come to me? How can mm-hmm. I look for opportunities to share my story, to just sneak a, just yeah. sneak a tidbit in there yeah. Yeah. every once in a while and see uh, how that story begins to spread and how that story can make an impact on the people around you. It's
2: good. I saw something this weekend that said, "Preach the gospel at all times. When needed, use words." Oh yeah, it's good. I mean, like lead with your life, you know, and and don't be weird about it and shove your story down, you know, people's throats in awkward situations. Every barista so, yeah. you run into, <laughs>
0: Seattle, my gosh, Starbucks. <laughs> Let me tell you about a time I went. I feel like that's happened. No,
1: <laughs> man.
0: <laughs> Never.
2: Uh, but so, yeah, there's always opportunities.
1: We want to hear your story. So if, if you follow oh, NP the Point on Instagram, mm-hmm. or can you give them the email address? Yeah, it's point at northpointchurch.tv. Wow. What is the point at northpointchurch.tv. If you have a story that you want to share with us, your yeah. story specifically, because we want to hear it. We want to hear your unique story because you're the only one that has it. Yeah. So if you want to write that down, send it over to us we would love to be able to, to look at it to celebrate with you mm-hmm. and to be able to hear how Jesus has shaped your life because it, it inspires me every time I hear somebody's story every time I, when you guys explain your story I'm like you know what their story is awesome and I want to be able to yep. get that in front of as many people as I can
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm inspired I hope you're inspired
2: I'm, so, I'm inspired we're always inspired
1: Hello. we live at the peak of inspiration <laughs> we hope that you're inspired enough to listen to next week's episode We love you guys. See you soon. See you next week.